just make you angrier. 21 minutes to 10 on ABC North Queensland. Great to be spending time with you on this Monday morning. It is that time of the week where we get a bit mindful. And today we're asking, can money buy happiness? Now, the instinctive answer that we've told ourselves forever, or at least that I was raised saying, is no. Family, friends, good times, that's real happiness, not the crazes of consumerism. But Dr. Joe Lukens says that the relationship between money and happiness is more complicated than we might first think. Dr. Joe Lukens, how are you going? And I suppose to experiment, you'll need to give me some money today just so we can be sure. Or... I, I have often said that if someone would like to gift me a million dollars, I'm happy to test the hypothesis. So... Michael Clark was saying the same thing this morning. He said, listen, I'm happy to be part of this experiment if we need. I'll go buy a jet ski and go on an overseas holiday and come back and we'll see how happy I am. We'll see how happy. And we'll see how long he's happy for. Cause, and that's part mm. of the research is that it's likely to spike his happiness, but it's the duration that will be the issue. Now, Dr. Joe, I, I said in the intro there that we are we are told to be raised and think that money can't buy happiness, but so much of our lives does revolve around money and sadly not so much around happiness sometimes. For, for context, the misery of money, why are we often not satisfied by the coin? Well, there's many things in our lives where we often think if I had a little bit more, then i I'd be happier, you know. So if I had the bigger house, if I had more money, if I was slightly better looking, if I lost a few more kilos, you know, if I was with someone slightly more the attractive. better looking one, I don't use. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. I think I'm there, yeah, yeah. We, 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 <laughs> You're at the pinnacle. Um, People can't see my face, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> but so, so we know that, that we often think things will be better when. Mm. So, and that's, there's so many um, thinking habits that we have that I, it, I think it's part of the reason I've worked with humans for so long because we're so fascinating and we're often not logical. So we often think that a little bit more will make us happier. And part of that is because we do acclimatise to our surroundings, whatever they might be. So there was some research done a couple of years ago. Now, probably ignore the numbers because they may not be as relevant in the context, but the message is still relevant. So if you go from earning $20,000 a year to $50,000 a year, you typically see a doubling in happiness. But it doesn't hold if you go from 50 to 90. So there's a kind of a tipping point with that. that and I guess that speaks to the message that we all need a basic amount, a foundation amount. And, you know, there's many people struggling financially at the moment who that would resonate for. So we're not talking about people who are really, um, really struggling financially, but we're talking about people who have sufficient and, and, um, have enough for their needs, but then start aspiring to having more. And what does that mean? And how does that fit in for our money experience? Is our thirst for more, more, more something that is preyed upon by companies and advertising? It seems like we are susceptible to being manipulated in that sense. We know that, especially advertising, we, we know that they're doing this. We know that they're just trying to play on our emotions so we spend more money. Why do we keep falling for it? Well, because what they do is they sell to our wants rather than our needs. Mm. And and you're right, it's absolutely the foundation of advertising, you know. So we all need clothing to wear to get through the day, you know, and we know that a $10 t-shirt is going to do the same job as a $200 t-shirt, but the $200 t-shirt has the logo on it and the branding and so forth. You've so, seen how I dress. $10 is almost double what I would <laughs> like to spend on a t-shirt. Exactly. So what happens is marketing s sells to the ego mm. um, as opposed to the basic needs. So it's often when we separate those things, and, and I often say that to people, if you're doing online shopping, pop it into your cart, walk away from it and see if you still want it in 24 hours time. So, mm. you know, because... Because we do, we we buy off emotion, and and that's what marketing will have, will really push us towards. It's a question that probably would have people who are struggling financially rolling their eyes and saying boo hoo. But can having a lot of money in its own way be stressful? Yes, because it can be because of the life 
you then create for yourself around that. So if you are in the position to be quite affluent and you have properties and share portfolios and so forth, there's actually more to worry about. So whilst many of us, like we joked at the start, said, well, let me be the guinea pig in this one, give me a million dollars and see how I go with it. But when you, when there has been research done with people who've won the lotto and, and where they're at and where they are in terms of their relative happiness, it doesn't bring that about. And we certainly know for people who have many assets, it's many more things to maintain and to look after. So it's not necessarily what we think that it's going to be in terms of this, the solution to all our problems. Dr Joe Lukens joins you for Mindful Monday on ABC North Queensland, talking about money and its relationship to happiness. We said that it is a little bit more complicated than we are. We often think of it in these black and white terms of no, money can't buy happiness, happiness is other things. But are there ways in which money can provide happiness and what are some examples of where that can actually happen? Yes. So money can bring us happiness, but there's fine print with it. So that, I mean, I guess that's, that's the essence of it. So one of the things that you said in the lead, which is what we've all been told being raised and it's good advice, is it's the people around us that matter. And that's really where we get our happiness from the people that we're with and the things that we're doing together. And if you think about money, money is sometimes your tool towards achieving those things. So, you know, going on holiday, say to Bali with a friend might be something that you might do and, and that would be really enjoyable and you would, you know, savor that experience, but it costs money to do it. And it's not the money that we're spending that's making us happy there. It's the friend. It's, it's the friend and it's, and it's, but it's, it, it provides us with that opportunity. So we know that when it comes to people, shared experiences is one of those things. So it might be going out for dinner again, going out for dinner, you know, costs money, but then having people over for dinner costs money as well. So that, so there's always going to be an expense involved with that. Um, but we certainly know that our time shared with others, um, and, and when we're putting some of our money towards that, if we're able to do that, that will actually boost our, our happiness. A word you raised earlier was ego. And is there a certain point where the number of dollars and cents that you see on that bank statement, is that a point where it is just about ego rather than the ability to afford the necessities of life? Yes. And this is one of the curious things about humans, what I was saying before. So, you know, if I earned as much as an ABC radio announcer, say, so Henry and I are earning the same money, but I live in a more affluent neighbourhood than Henry, what's going to, what's most typically going to happen is Henry's going to be happier because, because I am in a more expensive neighbourhood um, and probably am not as well to do as those that are around me. But if you're trying to keep up with the Joneses. You're trying to keep up with the Joneses. But if you, if, so, so we have these funny perceptions about it, you know, it's, it's, I want to earn as much as long as it's a hundred dollars more than you, you know, so if, if that makes sense. So we don't necessarily have a logical view around money, which is why we, buy $200 t-shirts and so forth. And nothing wrong with buying a $200 t-shirt, particularly for any of our local businesses that sell them. Um, but, you know, it's, it, we have to understand the decisions that we're making and that it's our emotions and our mood that influences a lot of those decision making. It's not so much the $200 t-shirt as the coffee I will immediately spill on it. I've never, <laughs> I've never not spilled a coffee on a shirt when I've splurged. It's, it's amazing. Yes, like, yeah. yes. You know. Maybe that's my body trying to tell me to save more money. Save more money. Yeah. That's, that's correct. <laughs> so tell us how do we step off what you've called here is the hedonic treadmill. Yeah, the hedonic treadmill is that, that notion that, that it, it's never going to be enough. Whatever we chase after is, is going to be an issue. So we, we know that when it's the things that we do, it's, it's the people that we spend it with. And we've, we've already talked about that. But, you know, activity is where we challenge ourselves. So 
to enrol in a course, say, is going to cost us money, but know that that will bring about maybe not joy while you're sitting there studying late at night while everyone else is watching TV or something, but the experience of having completed that and that sense of achievement that comes with it. So we know that if you can engage in pursuits that challenges yourself, um, we know that that brings about happiness for people. But we also know, and I think this is an important one to think about, particularly in current circumstances, is that gifting to others is a really great way to enhance our happiness. Um, so being able to donate, and whether it be donating our time, but also donating our money, um, is another one of those feel-good factors. It's actually one of the biggest predictors of happiness is to do things for others. And one way to do that is is through giving our fi- you know, giving money where we can. Well, Dr. Joe Lukens, hopefully, if whether, however, the bank balance is placed for you listening, you can get a lot out of this and have a happy day, regardless of uh, the money involved with it. Dr. Joe Lukens, thank you very much for Mindful Monday, and we'll chat to you next week. Always good to see you, Henry.